The Spirit of God is moving upon His people and He is raising up a generation that is prepared for power that will touch this world. You are now listening to the last day's return of the historic faith with your host, Pastor Jeremy Anderson and Brother Matthew Marcel. This podcast is for the kingdom Christian in the end times. As aliens in a foreign land and ambassadors of our king, we proudly fly the flag with the cross as we sing. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome to another edition of Return of the Historic Faith. Sorry, I had a little bit of difficulties there with the sound. My mic was not plugged up, so I hope you all could hear me okay. Today we are going to be just doing a short episode, and I'm doing it live on Facebook and on YouTube because I am going to be showing video and I'm going to be doing a full episode at a later time this week, probably Friday, to where I go in depth and prove the things that I'll say today. But today I'm going to be showing you about a 15-minute clip, not quite 15 minutes, from a guy by the name of Tyler Doka. I guess that's how you pronounce it. He is uh, the preacher, pastor, whatever you want to call it, of Pillar of Truth Christian Church, which if I'm correct, and I believe I am, it is a part of the uh, New Independent Fundamental Baptist uh, denomination, if that's what you want to call it. Although the rest of the preachers, teachers, pastors, whatever you want to call them, that are in the NIFB are, <laughs> they are mild compared to this guy. I mean, they look like uh, sound teachers compared to Tyler Doka. I'm serious. I have never heard things this heretical from someone with this large of a following. I mean, we hear things that are ridiculous from the NAR Word of Faith guys all the time, but from a a Baptist, even a a New Independent Fundamental Baptist uh, so-called preacher. I I mean, it's just, I I couldn't believe it. And someone who has like 40,000 followers, and there's no telling how many people go to that church. I don't really know. Um, I don't, he hasn't been the pastor of that church for that many years. He was at, uh, 
think a church in New Jersey um, before this one. But regardless, um, I'm going to say just a few things before I play the video clip, uh, or clips actually, it's two clips, but, um, and I'll pause in between the things he says to comment on what he says. I'm going to be breaking down what he believes and what he's teaching and then later this week, probably Friday, I am going to do an in-depth episode that I where I show um, all of what he is teaching and then prove it 100% false from the Bible. And normally I don't do exposing videos. I, I mean, I don't do things like that. I, I do every once in a while, but only when I feel led of the Lord to do so and when this many people are being led astray by something this blasphemous then I mean it's just one of those times where it's like Jesus said if I if I didn't say something then the rocks would cry out blasphemy um and, and I, I know that that's not the context in what uh, Jesus was using that that phrase. But, I mean, that's the way I feel. I feel like it's the opposite of what Jesus was talking about. Like, this is so horrible that I just have to say something. But, um, I don't, I think instead of telling you what he teaches... I am just going to allow him to show you himself and then I'll speak on what he is believing and teaching after you've heard it from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Um, this, like I said, it's not going to be a long episode and I'm, I'm doing it on a live video simply uh, because I'm showing the video clip, but I do believe that the in-depth episode that I do on Friday will be completely audio on the podcast. Um, I, mean, I am going to take the audio from today's live stream and put it up on the podcast as well, but uh, without any further ado, I am going to uh, play Mr. Doka's uh, heretical teaching now. in the Gospels that I believe will help you to see and understand the difference between the Gospel of John and the other three Gospels. So the first difference I want to cover, though, is going to be the spirits. So let's look at open up to, we're going to start in Matthew. So, in these, in some of these things that we'll, we'll be talking about, they're not in the Gospel of John. One of them 
is unclean spirits or spirits of devils. And we're going to start with Matthew. So open up to Matthew 8. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Matthew 10. And we'll just read verse 1. So one thing you'll notice is there will be a reoccurring theme between these three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John will be a set alone. And then occasionally you're going to see things from Luke that align with John. And I'm going to explain why. So I believe that John is a complete account of Jesus and just his words, everything. You don't have to, like, decipher if someone's talking and is it the same person, did their name switch or anything like that. Same with Matthew and Mark. I believe that these are both true accounts of the Antichrist. And it'll... Did you guys catch that? I paused it so that I could ask if you guys heard what he said because I want to make sure that everyone understands exactly what he's saying off of the bat, right off the bat. All right, what he's teaching is that the Gospel of John is the only Gospel that is teaching about, talking about, and has Jesus Christ the Messiah in it. He's teaching that Matthew, Mark, and Luke are not accounts of Jesus Christ. They're not accounts, they're not the gospel of Jesus Christ. They are the gospels of Antichrist. So everything that happens in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, everything that Jesus teaches and says in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, he's saying it's actually the Antichrist. We'll speak of Jesus' disciples in the book of John as with their name there. You know, Judas, Peter, John, same thing here, Matthew, Mark. The only gospel that I didn't really want to touch yet was Luke, but I'm going to do it anyways, and we'll get into it, and I'll show you why. I believe that Luke is the account of Jesus's, so Jesus's Judas. So I believe that Luke follows the ministry of Jesus using the perspective of Judas. I know that's a lot to take in, but let's just look at it as we go forth. Throughout the Bible, Judas is viewed as a thief and someone who betrays Jesus. I want to say something real quick. He just said that the Gospel of Luke, he believes, is the account of Jesus but through the eyes of Judas. Well, 
I know that's different from what I said. I said that he believes that Matthew, Mark, and Luke are not about Jesus, that they're about the Antichrist. And you'll see why as this goes on, especially when I do the in-depth teaching, or not teaching, but the in-depth program Friday, because he contradicts himself completely. He's going to do it in these two clips. Now, he said just then that uh, John and Luke are both the accounts of Jesus Christ, but only uh, Luke is through the eyes of Judas, and the Gospel of John is through the eyes of John, but that Matthew and Mark are the accounts of Antichrist. But you're going to hear him say later that Matthew, Mark, and Luke are all the accounts of Antichrist, and he's going to take it even further than that and say that Judas didn't betray Jesus. But I'm not going to point all that out yet. I'm going to let you all hear all this for yourself. I just wanted to let you know that although what he just said was a little different from what I said, the reason is I said what he is actually teaching because he says it over and over throughout this series he's doing called uh, The Origin of Good and Evil. All right. Enough from me. Back to the video. But if hypothetically Judas was the Antichrist, you know, the one that was going to call himself Christ, then he would be able to do wonders. So in the future, not today, today will be simple, I will show you things that Judas is doing in the Gospel of John and from both Gospels, from both perspectives. But for now, just want to keep it simple. Let's pretend I didn't say that to you yet. I just need you to know it But before we go forward, and you'll see why at the end. Let's just pretend that these, well, this is true. These three Gospels are pro-Antichrist. Matthew, Mark, Luke. John is pro-Jesus, just like... All right, so I didn't want to leave Sunday morning today sermon on... So from now on, every night at 8 o'clock, I'll do a short video explaining more of what I spoke about in my sermon this morning. Um, It'll be labeled by part, so you'll be able to follow along with it, you know, part one, part two, part three. But today will probably be a bit longer, only because it's the second one I'm talking about, and I need to cover a couple things, a lot of questions that I'm sure you're having that I had when I first started studying this out, and I want to cover it all right now. So if you're watching it live or you're watching it later, Grab a Bible so you can see these verses. I wrote the verses on the board. I'll put a picture of this on the thumbnail so you can see it um, in, after. And I will also, I also wrote, you know, important parts of the verse so they're here, so you have them. But let's just start with the big question, how is there two Jesuses? Right. So how would there be two Jesuses if, you know, the name Jesus isn't really mentioned again in the Bible? Well, it's not that it's not mentioned again. It's just you think it's the same person, just like I did. 
forever, right? The whole Christian life. Let's look at some examples of people with multiple names, right? People who have identical names that are different people. You have in Luke 6, 16, we don't really need to turn there. I'm just referencing it so people can look at it. In the same verse, you have Judas, the brother of James, and Judas Iscariot. In the same group of apostles with the same name, right? So that's a normal thing. In the book of John, you have Judas, Simon's son. So you, you may be saying, okay, it's one of these two, which I too believe that it is one of these two. But the name Judas occurs throughout the Bible often. And it's not an odd thing that two people have the same name, right? You also have John, the brother of James. He's in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, and Luke. You also have John the Baptist. And then we'll get to this in a second. You have John, surnamed Mark. That's in Acts. Um, I don't know if I wrote that down. If not, I'll find it. But John surnamed Mark is in the book of Acts. So again, three people, same name. That's a normal thing. And it's totally normal if from one perspective, someone, like if you had Judas, this isn't happening, but let's say you had Judas Iscariot writing a book. He's not going to call... Judas, the brother of James, Judas, because it would be confusing for your perspective if he's writing about himself, calling himself Judas, and then also calling him Judas. He's just going to call him his other name, whether it be his surname or a name that means the same thing. Like people call Bob and Rob, Robert and Bob, we know automatically that that's this, that can be used interchangeably. But if you are not from this place, or you don't look at lineages, you wouldn't know that those names are interchangeable. But when I started studying genealogies, just like the epistle says, um, not giving heed to endless genealogies, which minister questions, they don't want you to question things because they don't want you to figure these things out. So, there are names, just like I said, Robert and Bob, right? Two totally different names in someone who doesn't, isn't from America or understand English. When they're looking at it, they would be like, this one starts with an R. This one starts with a B. Why are they the same thing? It's two different amounts of letters. It's normal to have a name that means the same name. Like, Judas can also mean John. But they keep it consistent within one book so that you understand who they're talking about. So that's just to show you that it's possible, because remember, I know this is a lot to take in. I know, like, I've been studying this out. I think I mentioned it to Brother Sebastian, like, months and months ago when he first came here, that I thought that the Old Testament was 
a much shorter timeline, and a lot of the books that we think are happening later are happening now. Oh, well, not now, in our, not in our time, but are happening when we're reading them in the end prophets. Some of the beginning things are also happening in those end prophets. And I mentioned it months and months ago. So I've been studying it, you know, I read for like 10 hours a day, just studying that out, writing all these names out, writing out different places. If you've seen any of my recent documentaries, you'll see how you can go from one name and follow it all the way back to the top, see where they're from, see what location it is. And eventually, I came to realize what I s preached about this morning. So this is just an introduction, just so you can see our people are like flabbergasted at the fact that there could be two Jesuses. Christ is meant to come in the place of Christ. If they have the same name, that is perfect, right? And just so you can see, our people are like flabbergasted at the fact that there could be two Jesuses. The Antichrist is meant to come in the place of Christ. If they have the same name, that is perfect, right? That's perfect for Satan's plan. It allows you to just believe in, think you're believing in Jesus when you're believing in Jesus. Like if you have two friends named Mark, you can hate one Mark, don't hate anyone, but I'm saying you can hate one Mark and love the other Mark. They're both still named Mark. But it doesn't change the fact that they're two different people. So let's look at something here. Acts 5.37. If you have a Bible, go to it. Acts 5.37. I'm going to read it out loud. The chief priests are discussing something about the fact that all these apostles are creating an uproar in their city. And it says in verse 37, After this man rose up Judas of Galilee in the days of the taxing and drew away much people after him, he also perished, and all, even as many as obeyed him, were dispersed. Who's from Galilee? Who would the chief priests be calling? Because remember, Judas doesn't always mean bad thing. Judas is just a name. Judas is just a, a simple name. It just so happens that the person who is surnamed Iscariot is also a bad person. It doesn't mean that all Judases are bad. It just means, what perspective are you looking at the Bible from? If you're friends with Judas, you're going to think Judas is good. If you don't like Judas, then you're going to think Judas is bad. That's what the whole Bible is. It's not that the scriptures are all a lie. It's that you need to change your perspective and understand good versus evil. I'm going to explain the beginning, you know, um, the darkness and the light, things that will things that I've spoken about before, but now with this understanding, they're actually going to make more sense now that they're switched. It's not that the Bible is all lies. It's that you're reading the certain parts of the Bible from a perspective of someone who is worshiping 
not your God. He's still part of God. Don't get me wrong. These three are one, right? And I'll explain that. I'll explain that these three are one in a second. But if one part, one of God's sons goes corrupt, he still has that power, right? It's just the father ends up handing everything into Jesus's hand because Jesus follows the way perfectly. And it, but if one part, one of God's sons goes corrupt, he still has that power, right? It's just the father ends up handing everything into Jesus's hand because Jesus follows the way perfectly. And it would make sense if Jesus is named Jesus and Satan is named Jesus and that they call each other Satan and Satan because they're from the same father. That's a Guys, I um I hope that you all <laughs> were able to hear exactly how heretical and ridiculous the things that he's teaching is. Most people who are in Christ following Jesus and have been reading their Bibles for a period a long enough period of time have enough discernment to see this for what it is but that's the problem so many people don't read their Bibles they don't pray and they aren't close in their relationship with Christ and because of that people like this are able to lead them astray very easily now for those of you who happen to just be tuning in, you need to go back to the beginning and listen to everything that I said and then watch and listen to everything he said. What this guy is teaching is that the Gospel of John is the only Gospel account about Jesus Christ. That the Gospel of Matthew, Mark, and Luke are gospels about the antichrist and what he said there at the end shows you that what he what he has done is he's just completely gone into gnosticism i mean he believes that and, and he said it i mean i'm not saying anything that did not come out of his mouth he believes that jesus and satan are both sons of god but that satan went bad Jesus fulfilled the law perfectly. So by his logic, you know, if Satan or the Antichrist, as he says, uh, would have fulfilled the law and not went astray, then he would, I mean, it just, it's Gnostic to the core. It is complete Gnosticism. Um, I mean, there's a lot more to this, which is why I'm going to be doing the in-depth uh program Friday, but the one thing I want you guys to understand today, and this is really just a little short um, kind of introduction and preview of what we're going to be doing Friday, but I want you guys to understand that God is not the author of confusion, and what this guy is teaching is confusion because he is very obviously confused. I can go back 
you know, five years and show you the different ridiculous things that he's come up with and then taught on publicly on YouTube at whatever church he happened to be at at the time. And he said, he, he, of course, he couldn't name the epistle. I don't know if you guys caught that. He said, it's just like the epistle said. Well, which epistle, man? There's a ton of them. Anyways, he says, just like the epistle said, and then he couldn't even remember the verse. He said uh, that, I'm trying to remember what he quoted, but he said, basically, don't uh, focus on the genealogies because, he said, and the reason they say that is because they don't want you to search these things out because they don't want you to find out the truth. So he's also teaching that the inspired word of God that was inspired by the Holy Spirit that's inerrant and infallible is trying to confuse you. That the not only the biblical authors, whichever, be it Paul or Peter or Jude, I don't know which epistle he was talking about, but he's not only saying that the author of that epistle doesn't want you to know the truth, but that God doesn't want you to know the truth because the Bible is the Holy Spirit-inspired Word of God. Brothers and sisters, there are so many things wrong with this that I have to do an in-depth teaching on it Friday to point out the things that he's teaching and then show them to be completely false. I've never seen anyone do as many um, theological somersaults as this guy does. I mean, he is torturing the scriptures to make them teach heretical demonic doctrines. I mean, there's, there's just no other way to put it that is what it is. If you don't know who this guy is, um, then count yourself blessed. If you've never seen him, count yourself blessed. There are many, many who have just, I mean, and this is very obvious just in how many subscribers he has on YouTube. But, I mean, there's not a whole lot more I'm going to say about it today. I'm going to go ahead and close today's program out. But I, I do want to say this. Pray for this man. Pray that God open, opens his eyes. Pray for his congregation. Pray for all those who see this nonsense on YouTube that they not be fooled by the ridiculous I mean it has to literally I mean he's literally speaking death into people's lives when they tune in to his videos on YouTube or those who sit in his church on Sunday mornings and Sunday nights and Wednesdays or however many services they have I mean when He's teaching that 
Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Now remember, guys, Matthew is where I mean you you get it in all the doc, uh, in all the gospels, but Matthew's the most in depth where we get the doctrine of Christ. I mean that comes from the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew's five through seven. So once you say that the book of Matthew is not about Jesus Christ, but it's about Antichrist, then all of a sudden you have the Sermon on the Mount no longer applying to believers. Because it wouldn't apply to us if it was taught by the Antichrist, right? And that's just one thing that's wrong with this. There are many, many. I mean, I don't think... I don't, I'm I'm not going to say that he hasn't thought it out because he probably has. I mean, the man said he spends 10 hours a day. I don't know if I believe that, but if you believe that, then there's no way he can do that much study and put that much into it without knowing that he is deceiving people. So if he's doing that, then he's actively, knowingly leading people away from Christ I mean, this is satanically inspired, and I'm going to end with this. The fact that he's teaching this from the pulpit, and that he's taught so many other heresies throughout the years, and he has, and I'll go through what they are on Friday, but I, I can tell you really quick what one is. He believes that we're in the millennium now, and that during the millennium there are Christians in hell. It's like some it's a twisted version of purgatory. He believes that Christians who fell away will spend the millennium in hell and then after the millennium they get to leave hell and go to to be with the rest of us with the Lord. Now that's just one of the heretical things he's taught over the years. This is his latest heresy, and it's more than heresy. It's blasphemy. But I want to end with this. And that is that the fact that he's teaching this and the fact that so many are falling for it, I have seen comment after comment on his videos thanking him for his discernment, saying how awesome a teacher he is, how much he's opened their eyes. The fact that so many people are falling for this and seeing this obvious lie as truth is a fulfillment of Scripture, is a fulfillment of prophecy. And I'm going to go over all of the prophecies in Scripture, in times prophecies, that show that this would happen. I mean, this is part of the falling away but it's more than that. Um, you know, the Bible said that it was Paul that said it in uh, Timothy that men would forsake sound doctrine and they would heap for themselves teachers having itching ears, uh, you know, teaching fables. And, you know, that's a very poor paraphrase, but that, I mean, that's what it says. And that's exactly what this is. He's teaching utter fables, and people are believing it. 
I don't understand how they can believe it except for a strong delusion. Those who do not love the truth, God is going to send, if he hasn't already sent, a strong delusion so that they would believe a lie. That's why we need to pray. That's why I'm making this video. It's not, hey, this guy's a liar. This guy's a heretic. I don't want anybody to hate this guy. I want you to love him enough to pray for him. I want you to love his congregation and those who find him on YouTube enough to pray for them. Pray that God would be merciful and that he would open their eyes and not send them a strong delusion. Pray that they see the truth of what he's teaching. See, the truth being that it is a lie. And more than that, pray that he sees the error of his teachings, the error of his beliefs, so that he no longer leads any more people astray. Friends, when we pray for him, that is an extremely powerful spiritual warfare blow. We are attacking the spirit behind him that's causing him to both believe these things and to lead others astray with them. The way that we defeat our enemies is not the way that you fight a flesh and blood battle. No, our battle's not against flesh and blood. So our weapons are not physical. We have spiritual weapons. So I'm asking you guys to join me in this fight. Let's defeat these forces of darkness by loving these people, praying for these people, including the one teaching me. Brothers and sisters, that's all the time I'm going to spend on this today. I hope you guys will join me Friday for the full episode, the in-depth teaching and expose on Tyler Doka and Pillar of Truth Christian Church. Brothers and sisters, again, for Kingdom Productions, this is Pastor Jeremy Anderson saying, until next time, God bless you all. Grace and peace.